0: here to talk about Caucasian Latinos. My name is Rafi Manzor,
1: apparently. And I'm here to represent for all the other Latinos. Oh really? <laughs> um what month is it? It is Hispanic Heritage Month, which is section between September fifteenth. That section. You know, not section. 15th. First of all, it's a weird month because it's not. It's a month, but it's not a section thirteen. <laughs> that section. The <laughs> no
0: words section is section eight. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that was in New Paris, and my name is Rafi Manzor, and it is the mayor and the first lady of DC <laughs> um, here just to talk shit and really talk about in a very important month that
1: honestly because of its placement i would say it gets overlooked absolutely as you all know Somos latinx, and um we're here to talk about the issues and representation with the latine population i see people still use the latinx which is weird
0: um okay so i must let's talk about that I think that's a good way to start, um, Nunu. And I think, we, y'all, to be transparent, we are rushing this episode. Not sh- No shade to y'all. We love spending time with y'all, but we're about to run to...
1: Where are we running? Oh, well, you know, multiple events. You know, it's October, it's Halloween, so... Oof. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,
0: no, great point, Nunu. What was your point? My, po- <laughs> <laughs> My
1: point was that, you know, representation is a struggle because even in the way we discuss it i mean let's let's go through it you know where i'm from the south and you lived there partially so when we refer to latinian people where were you from first it was called the Mexican. mexicans
0: <laughs> <laughs> so oh yeah so the label is very i guess we have to really unify around the label and here's where i i guess this is where my gender normatively like overtakes because i consistently find myself using latino and latina and like it's it's so hard for me to like go into Latin and or Latin because I do agree that the argument for Latin being just like un. I mean, that's white. It's very white. It just takes Latin X. First of all, we're not Latin. And second of all, it's X.
1: No one uses that in the normal We language, don't use it. We don't so use, I only
0: use? use that in like white vernacular. Right. Like if I'm speaking Spanish, it would be really hard for me to be like, Hola, niños, hoy vamos hablar de Latin X. Uh, it yeah, doesn't flow. And I understand that Latin A. Is, which is the gender-neutral form, is uh, more
1: encompassing. But the language isn't gender-neutral. It's gender-neutral.
0: Gen- so would that... Yeah, so I, it just would really... I struggle... It's, it's like a struggle to, like, really take yourself out of it. Um, and also, just like I said, I guess I it comes down to just, like... I, want, I struggle with sometimes the queer community... And like sometimes I feel like we push away just Latino or our, our authenticity with our culture because queerness is so aligned with whiteness. You know what I'm saying? So we come at it, we come at la- a lot of queer Latinos come at their culture very negatively. I know I did when I first like, was well, coming we, out. we all
1: did just because that's just how it treats us. We think we have to separate ourselves. Yes. When we need to celebrate us within our own culture and build it within our own culture instead mm-hmm. of seeking. Another, yeah, you pushed it away. So when you mean push it away, what does that look like?
0: Um, you know, shame my dad for either wearing a hat that looked him, made him look even more um like Latino. Uh, Are there Latino and- hats? Like you know, like a sombrero. Yeah, he is not like, anything, anything like a sombrero. But like well, anything that looked like a sombrero, I was like, don't take, take that off. i like, Just like and like a Riverbendway
1: traffic cone. Like what looks like a
0: sombrero? Yeah, <laughs> 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 um, anything at the time was would be a trigger. And like high school, but then like I think especially college and moving up, I think to DC really, I think, broadened I think and pushed me away from. Thinking of my culture, because I I guess I guess me I always thought of it like I always was so proud to go to a Latin night. I never was that person. I I mean I was never that bad. I would say because there are still Latinos that won't even go to a Latin night. Um, <laughs> and then but and I would always say you know still. But now I feel like in my adulthood I've incorporated what I've grown up with into my daily life again. Like I I'm starting I'm like I live near Marqueta in Logan Circle like a market. And there's a bunch of like, I've been eating a lot of like, um, tamales de lote, you know what I'm saying? Like, the shit that my mom would make me. Like, I've been buying crema and frijoles and just like living my true Salvadorian life and incorporating my culture back into my life. And I feel like, is it nutritious? Is, it, is the label still. And that's where it. you have to like, and that's where I think we have to decolonize our palate. Because who cares if it's nutritious is what you grew up with. And you can't really, no shade, no shade. <laughs> like everything, I mean, in mo- everything, everything in moderation, right? everything in moderation kids,
1: everything in moderation I, I, I agree. I mean, but if you're
0: living off tomatoes and lettuce, truly you have an eating
1: disorder. Stop. Oh my No, God. Oh, no uh, it's true. That is factual. I, no, 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 to, I is fact. clear off Reg-
0: that. Regimented eating is strong signs of eating disorder. It can be postural eating disorder.
1: I, I think that when we think about health and a quick tangent, we just have to make sure that it's, ha- it's truly health, mind, body, soul, and it, and it allows us to experience but, life but while But being I challenge
0: healthy. why people come at it like, is it healthy to eat tamales uh, de elote because it's just corn or crema? I actually I, I, I not
1: that was not it. I was just more wondering if there was a food label on it. Like a nutrition so, label, yes, of because course. Of I, course. I I think recently labels and it's no, right? it's not that. I just think it's a. I think that recently, like I talked to my kids about this. That that, that kind of tra- that craze happened with us. Like back before, people were not looking at nutrition labels. So when we think about
0: no, they've I, I've always remembered labels on, on Latino food.
1: Or like from when I live in a
0: Let's see those no so, food. Okay, okay. <laughs> you are crazy. I bought to eat those at Walmart. <laughs> okay, okay, I <okay>. <laughs> do that. But but I'm saying, um, like I said, but like I would never like I is it healthy to eat eggs and bacon for, um, every morning? No. So no <laughs> <laughs> Colonization. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, no, that yeah. is so unhealthy. So, like, people come at, like, again, don't, don't, it? don't. yes, it is. Okay. Bacon, bacon, bacon. 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 Okay, kids. No, I guess I bacon is healthy. Saying, no, I'm not say
1: it's healthy, but I feel like in moderation.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't know, exactly like, you are so <laughs> Commodistic When it comes to my eating palette. Get your fucking White hands Out of my bowel <laughs> <laughs> No, Nunu eats Like an American And like I said Being an American Has really Like tried to eliminate My culture And I feel like now I've tried Especially living amongst 100% Latinos On my floor It's like I realize like I'm back into Like I am Like where you say You don't have to deal With white people I guess I deal with some white people in my day. I'm but like, you know you know white people in my corner of the hall. They don't in the corner of the hall. Oh, that's true. But there's still white people all over this building, so I, I, very <laughs> There's no people that... Your hallways don't smell like my hallways. <laughs> and my hallways smell like good food, okay? And my hallways don't smell, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they smell like hospital. <laughs> so, we went on a tangent there. But I think it's very important to talk about all these things, because I think that, especially when queerness... Um, our culture does not supersede. Like is there like a Latinx Heritage Month where Latinos are queer or like is
1: HRC celebrating? Latin heritage I, month. I just want to be clear, um, I remember there being like an HRC store and like a big to do when I was about like twenty, twenty one. Um, and while I'm only twenty two, I, I feel like for seven years <laughs> I feel like it, I think it's not <laughs> thick anymore, right? Like I, I'm not tried I really not to be shady. Like I just have not seen any presence of the HRC in in real years. No,
0: they they still. If so I've had several like anymore. people like think that like an HRC is a flex and like oh yeah like oh you can come like I have a, have something for you at the HRC. These these places are just like they still are uplifted. They still have the gala every year that's worth like pff, millions of dollars. You know what? They're okay, still well, getting. But, the first gala. of all, it's a lobbyist. First of all, it's a lobbying group. So lobbyists, lobbying is equates to money. So, Absolutely. Invite so they're a the powerful group. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no, no. oh my God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a capitalist. Oh, ah. Speaking of which, <laughs> on Latin Heritage Month, we're running out of money in America.
1: I mean, I've just been musing and I just feel like money is just not a real thing. Like, it's not, it doesn't matter. Like, we could just all collectively in the world just start from zero again. zero pesos yeah just zero anything like say hey no more money y'all we're gonna start again and then we would be fine like we no one's in debt no one's no that doesn't exist okay y'all but it does have real consequences on the life of us little people you know um i'm going to el salvador um in
0: november with my mom and I'm realizing that because America colonized El Salvador with the dollar. We have the dollar. We use the dollar. So I'm going to be able to use cash. Oh, fierce. No, it's not fierce. Oh. <laughs> oh! Like, I have to. You have to control yourself. You have to control yourself. i like, <laughs> You're so pro-America.
1: Oh, my Whoa, God. Whoa. You're like. So don't uh, make America <laughs> new do again. I'm <laughs> the audience proxy here, y'all. I, I am a regular person like you. So in my head, Do you have Latino friends? Am I all Latino friends? I keep thinking, like, okay, you don't have to do the, the currency exchange. That's easier for you since you're so much going on. But I'm also
0: Salvadorian, world. so I don't... What I, what I could tell you is that it has damaged people from ever getting out of debt in El Salvador. Agree, I agree. And now when I go to El Salvador, these hotels... Are going to cost like $100 a night. When, with, if it would have been a colon, which is what the original I was dollar, ask, what was the... it would have been literally like $42 a night. Like, girl, like, America did that. America, like, literally wiped out El Salvador's, like, potential um, economy, took advantage of us after the Civil War just for that airport. They held that airport as leverage
1: and then hostage. Wow. So. I'm learning so much, um, I I think that it's interesting which areas that America affects, especially since the American dollar is not the end all be all. Like you know, euros are where we're at. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These wigs are expensive, and the euro, currency change is bad. That's why I was thinking. I was like, I don't. I hate the currency exchange. I just want it to be normal. So the pesos still exist, but no cologne. Yeah, the colones
0: in El Salvador do not exist. I still have
1: one. If you're, like, a true, like, first-generation El Salvadorian, you have to have a colones. Oh, I wonder what the money looks like. You never showed me. I mean, it's at home with my parents. Yeah, well, bring me some. <laughs> you just said "good fuck the colon bitch." No, I didn't say that. I just said it'd be easier for you not <laughs> no, you to No, I would have preferred to You see this? We didn't be coming together during this month, and you're just trying to make a divide. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> you literally covered my people several times. Your people. <laughs> um, so, what's the last time you actually been to El Salvador? Now, for those at home who don't know, Rafi spent a, a few years in his childhood in El Salvador. Yeah, and, which is the last time and, I was and, in El Salvador.
0: And, no, yes. That was 2000. I was in second grade. No, so you, you were there <laughs> in
1: second grade. Now, tell me what you remember. So, I had just shown my mom in the Heights, right? Mm-hmm. And just going back to Usnavi's whole, like, these are the best days of my life. Um, what was that like? Is it a similar?
0: I will say, like, it, I probably will say, I, it, while I did not know what was going on, I was pretty
1: happy there. Like, I, was I mean, pretty, I guess was like, happy. Well,
0: somebody. was I happy? <laughs> I mean, I was a kid, so I'm... So you know,
1: so so when you think of first memory, uh, first thing comes I, to your head, the earthquake, but then the earthquake while you were there, yes, and there was this like um, national kind of news earthquake. Do y'all care about El Salvador? I'm saying like we know about like the Haiti. Did, did you hear about it? <laughs> Let's
0: just say that Salvadorians in America
1: knew that there was an earthquake in El Salvador. All
0: right, because their families would have. We had to sleep outside because we didn't want the house. Well, to Well, you know, nothing happened
1: in America until 9 11. So
0: yeah, well, I remember living, doing the experiencing the election. Da, uh, in El Salvador, and, were, and my parent, my dad was like, Oh my god, this is terrible.
1: We have George Bush, don't come back here. <laughs> oh gosh. And we thought that was the worst at the time. That's the worst. I remember feeling like, Oh my god, George Bush, this is just fucking garbage. And I just would take that back Any, Would r- you? The wh- 90s? That was the worst time in American history. George Bush was past the 90s. I'm not talking about no, George uh, H.W., it's about George W.
0: Well, all, I feel like all that is just terrible. I mean, it was. I mean, it's mean, all terrible. Was terrible. Like, I mean, everything was terrible. I would not go back. I still would stay right here. <laughs> you wouldn't go back to the 2008 change no. Obama era. No, I'm because no, I was dude. still the most racist era.
1: Era. This past was the most racist era. I'd rather it be. You have to be open. Open. I'd rather it be. I didn't be like it. I kind of. I thought it just broke my illusion of the world, and I just have had to repair it since. And I and it has taken a lot to get to like. Which is sad to say, like like I told you when I was coming back, um, visiting North Carolina and take a rural route. And that was just so stressful to me because now I just feel like if I go to any non-liberal area, it just becomes a Klan rally, which I didn't feel that way before the Trump era. Um, rather but even though we're, you don't think
0: Klan rallies were going on no right I then? do
1: agree like I I agree like it was going on but I don't think my awareness was at that level so like do I rather... you were also a child during that time so during you're Obama thinking... <laughs> you were also still
0: in high school so you were not, not the thinking, second but... time I
1: voted the second time honey and um, it just do you want the ignorance or do you want but the bl- you know
0: it's, it's the ignorance and also the dangerous ignorance because it's when you get hit in the face with like the blatant racism it's just but like I said, I feel like you've never experienced just racism. You never experienced well, maybe because you were not a poor person. But I was a poor Latino, so I
1: experienced like overt racism. So you so you mean specifically in New York, North Carolina, everywhere. and I'll say that and I'll
0: say that specifically in New York was like when people would find out that my dad didn't make as much money
1: or like was we were I was weren't... wondering how those conversations come up. You see it so much, like but like I remember my parents being like, You'll never know how much I'll make I'm never telling you. No matter how much I asked. So I just never talked about it. <laughs> and that's crazy to me. Because I feel like that is... Black people are like, don't ever tell my business in these streets. I will kill you. Don't tell my age. Don't tell my age. And Latinos are almost like that. But we,
0: like... <laughs> I, mean, I know how much my dad made. Because I had to help him, though.
1: Do the oh, taxes. Because
0: yeah. English... So like there's also that thing about being latino is that you realize you have to grow up so much ahead of yeah, everyone else like you're really translating adult documents as a child where and and then your parents get mad at you when you don't understand what it means <laughs> like we don't know what it means either
1: like you still don't know that was the crazy period yeah.
0: I, I still would say like i have no
1: idea what these documents are talking about cuz i don't that's not my language so even now is it is it the same yes there's no like we, and
0: we don't get the same Latinos, first generation Latinos at least, do not get the same verna- like documentation vernacular. We don't, like, maybe Americans do, but we do not
1: get that. Like, it's just not. It also speaks to just the, the education system. Of course, now in Maryland, they require financial literacy to graduate. I just don't think there's a lot of literacy regarding anything with, like, money in America.
0: But also, like, in, in the schools I went to, they wouldn't have had that. Or oh, and yeah. they And if they would have had that, they would have had that for the college kids. College program, which was the white kids, but I was at College Tech with all the brown kids. Oh and,
1: soon and this add, was a soon to your soon life. as You add tech to it, it because literally, <laughs> literally, it's, still the, kind of a it's still the same. Advanced tech is yeah. for the kids who don't. It's still the same. <laughs> and y'all are just like, whipping no, it's those not that. Like that. It's not that. A lot don't of think, but, but
0: that's what annoys me is that y'all really just be doing that stuff. And y'all know that's problematic.
1: I mean, it's not like a y'all thing. I mean, I'm at a black school, so... but it's, I know
0: it's like, but it's like. Like, we, there's no open conversation. Like, we, like... I mean, you're pushing like, all
1: students to a certain level, but at some point, not everyone is going to get there. So you go to level one, level two, level three, and the bottom level will be the tech level. And do
0: I think that tech was a good route for me? 100%. Because I was never about this. It's more about
1: people who are going to go to work after school. But I was never. I was about to go, I was always going to go to school. Right. And you, here you are. Twitter. <laughs> you made so, it well. <laughs> And so,
0: like I said, I think, like... There needs to be... A college-going culture at all schools. Yes. And we should have
1: free college anyway.
0: I I feel like... No, I feel like white people need to pay. (sighs) White people... We need to start accepting that white people... are gonna get different rules. Y'all get different rules. We can't just say that everyone gets their their debt wiped out. Maybe if you maybe if you are a poorer white person that comes from more humble beginnings, but do I want white people that have had middle class that have that didn't have to pay for their college in the first place? Go fuck off. <laughs> I, just, I, no, feel, that's crazy I just feel they don't have like, college anyways. I, I feel there's, like they were actually removed. don't actually. Let's just be clear. There are multiple white people that I know from North Carolina that got their college paid for.
1: Right, I mean, say, And so they don't
0: already have their debt.
1: All I'm saying is, if we do free college for everyone, then it would kind of take away this elitism anyway within this college. It's like, my person's going here. I mean, because everyone can get in and afford It's just about talent at that point, right? Right? Allegedly. <laughs> Alleged. So, you know, diversity, for diversity's sake, is, is something we, we've touched on recently. <laughs> well,
0: I think that, especially Latino... The Salvadorian culture is just like, and I think a big reason why, like, I am so appreciative of the platform that I've gotten, but am I the first, like, gay Latino that a lot of our followers are probably seeing in their newsfeed, and they're actually engaging with it? I feel yes. No, I I I, I feel yes.
1: I, I think gay Latinos were put as I mean, even I mean all people of color put the character, but you know, in more recent times, But gay Latinos
0: I guess like the only other gay Latino I could think of that's Salvadorian
1: was is Tiffany Pollard's assistant in I Love New York season one.
0: Was she was, was, was What's his name? No, I'm not talking about so, so, so
1: um, New York had a You remember I Love New York season one her, her Chamo. Her gay Was he Salvadorian? No. I don't have the 23 I promise me. you it was probably not Salvadorian. I don't have the twenty three. He's probably not Salvadorian.
0: Okay. Maybe he was maybe he was actually if it was LA. Okay? Because LA has a lot of Salvadorians. That's so fair. But but again, as a kind of. prop also. <laughs> it's uh, proppy. It's proppy. Uh, what I'm saying is that this is the first time I feel like people are getting a taste, but like it let's be fully factual. Do I have the same platform or does my content get as pushed as white creators? No. No, no, no. no. And, I will, and like I said, I think it's just still like a shock to people to see like someone that they expect to not have a wit about them. Because let's be real here. Latino queers have not been allowed to have a wit about them. The only people that, we, that have been allowed to get wit about them are people that have kind of grown up in America with Americanized parents
1: i.e., queer people from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember, I still remember the, the gay Latinos at my school. We had a lot, cause there a lot of gays in there in college. And it was definitely different for them. And I, I remember having a struggle because I really wanted them, obviously, to love themselves and be open, but I also wanted them to kind of like strive away from this whiteness. And I don't really feel like they ever were. Yeah. Because they were gay, so they were like white. So
0: who, yeah, so this is the, I do feel like I'm the first representation for someone like me in this area. And the fact that I don't have organizations in D.C. like that are gay reaching out or the, or the fact that I have, or that we have D.C. TikTok groups uh, like this D.C. Besties. I'm going to say the name because if you're listening to the podcast, you, you deserve this tea. Uh, But there's this group called the DC Podcast, which has, like, over 7,000 followers on TikTok. Um, And it's amongst uh, mostly white creators. They have, like, one uh, black creator, who is uh, Nabila202Batty. Bree, who is half white, half black. And then um, there's another, I think, one Middle Eastern person uh, who's a man, or male-presenting. And so, to me... Is that enough? Is that D.C.? Does that tell you D.C.? I mean, it isn't a scream chocolate city. It is not. If I'm wincing, if I'm squinting my eyes in your picture to find people of color, it's not diverse. Number one. And also, they had, and look how manipulative this is. They had, They recently had a get-together at Sandlot, which is a black-owned bar and, like, pub place yeah. in... Uh, uh, not Greenwich. I was was like Greenwich. I was like (laughs) Greenwich, Connecticut, and Georgetown because it's the same thing. But Georgetown, and when you think of Georgetown, do you ever think about going there as a person of color? No. No. And like, they don't want you there. And also, no one just thinks about going to Georgetown.
1: (laughs) That's the furthest point in DC. It's
0: literally (laughs) the most inconvenient place to go. It is so far. And it's manipulated because you went to a black owned business in Georgetown. So you're basically saying like, come to this white, very white environment, but hey, we're supporting a black owned business. There are black owned businesses in A Street. There are black owned businesses on U Street. There are black owned businesses in places where people that watch TikTok live, but y'all chose to be near the Georgetown, the GW students and all the people that live there. And to me that is manipulative. And to me that is whiteness. And it's head, it's led by white women. Like <laughs> let's be clear. And we know that certain white women could be the most manipulative. And so here I am, like just I don't and like I said, I don't wanna be just messy. We're not just a messy podcast. But I think in, in the light of Latin history Month, of Latin Heritage Month, and for them not to have a social responsibility to, to put that to the forefront. And to connect with Salvadorians in DC, then you're not a DC TikTok. Take that, take take that away. Your your uh, consultants in DC TikTok, your uh, tech girl in DC TikTok. Um, so to me, I think that is kind of why recently I, I went after that group. Recent, just so to clear that out to our listeners, is because not because I'm trying to, trying to be messy, but I we can't we can't let people just get away with this.
1: What do you think? I think that there's a lot of reform that needs to be had in the mindset in DC. Obviously, it was Chocolate City and the whole gentrification reform, but you know, even in that, there, there's never a mention of the the giant Salvadorian population in DC, but also in the surrounding kind of DMV areas. Uh, we we don't talk about the the many ethnicities and Latinx culture around. We kind of just make it a black and white issue. Um, and and not really focus on the unique issues. And I don't.
0: And I want to. I want to be clear. It's hard to encompass it because of the divide amongst Latinos and Black people. There are. There's not a strong. Um, there's not, not. Okay. There. Okay. I will say, in my building, oh, see it's so hard because I feel like you'll see Afro Latinos getting along with. Other black people. But then you have Latinos that don't really talk to black people. Right, and right. And then you have the black people that are like, these are, because our, our supers are, are first generation Spanish speakers, they're like, oh, they don't fucking speak English, so what the fuck? And, and they'll say it to me because they think that I speak English, so I don't care. But, like, that's crazy to me. And so... We already have such a strong divide that there there's no coalition that has been made amongst this communities. But I think amongst first generation Latinos that or that have grown up in like predominantly Latino spaces or black spaces, I do see I do see that there's a more commodity and I think that's the more education that we pump into our culture, into our communities, I think that's where we would have the vernacular and the understanding and the way to communicate these these
1: concerns. I have a question, question. This doesn't have to answer anything, but I wonder who is then responsible for this this uh, divide being mended. Is it the Afro-Latino population? No, um,
0: I think it's definitely up to white people to to fix this divide. I don't think between it, Latinos and black people? I well, I feel like a I no, it's it, it is up to the white people the the Latinos in power to really start acknowledging this in their own cultures. I think that's number one, but I think that America has to forget, has forgotten that we are the first domino in the line, bitches. So when gay marriage passed here, bitch, how many other places started jumping on the board? And there were other places that had gay marriage before us. We're not the we're not the first. We're never the first and first and
1: we're just most popular. We're not the first in flight,
0: <laughs> but we are always the ones that after we do it, bitch, we go. We we like it's it's a trajectory. And so to me. I think that we have to, after George Floyd there should have been strong legislation shifts. There should have been clear uh, um, defunding of the police and more education and more vetting of that situation. You couldn't just be a a buffoon in college and then be, or not even a buffoon in college, a buffoon in high school and then go to become a police officer. That, That should never be a thing. And then there should have been more investment in these communities. Did that happen? No. And then now we have the, what's happening in the and the border with Haiti, and we're seeing we're seeing um, other divides people are, just whipping
1: black folks,
0: <laughs> and and we know that's wrong. We know that's wrong, but no one cares because at the end of the day, if America does not care, no one cares. Or if the people in power do not care, let's translate that more clearly. If the people in power do not care, we do not care, and then we have to start thinking. Who's going to have the power after us? China. And is China the more pro, most pro black? Pro anything? That's, That's not them. Not necessarily. And so to me, we have to really start thinking about how this is coming across, bitch. How we're how, how we're really like this is looking really dark. This is looking very bleak. And so I want Latinos to really start galvanizing like you said. You see all these young queer Latinos in high school just Bleeding whiteness, going after Sean Mendes. Camila Cabello is just garbage. I she boils my blood. Is it
1: giving a share? You remember when he said that at the at the Met Gala? Shawn Mendes, much like Tyler Perry and Jason Derulo and a lot of these girls, Miguel, you know, we just need to open up the door to the closet and let you be you.
0: And I, it's not even a. I don't even. And I want to be clear. It's not even about Sean Mendes. It's I'm, I'm specifically putting the mirror on. Camila Cabello, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you you were the biggest Latina performer that we had in a while, and you chose to broaden your spotlight and use Latino references and boost your white man with you, Senorita. And so his last name Mendez. And and it's like Cameron Diaz. Portugal, honey. <laughs> Did you know that Portugal? It's Portugal. Portuguese people have Mendes no, yeah, and yeah, and So that's why, let's it be
1: weird No, absolutely. You know, and, and even, what was the, the Estevez, was that Martin, she, Charlie Sheen? That's like his real name was like something like Estevez, right? And
0: he's like, whatever, Portuguese. Rodrigo.
1: Rodrigo, that's
0: Filipino. Oh, that's right, that's right. I can't forget. Hudgens. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> <is. laughs> Hudgens! No, she is Portuguese. She's actually Portuguese. She's actually no. Portuguese. She
1: is Um, but for Camilla specifically, I she, mean she's I mean, Camilla's garbage. I mean I don't mean that garbage in like I but mean again, talent wise. But,
0: uh, but before Camilla there was Ricky Martin. There was and Selena before, Gomez. And, Stop. and Stop.
1: there was Dibla and Selena Gomez. No, let's
0: but let's put it into the gay community. Let's
1: shift There the was community. Selena Gomez. She's not a gay she's not a gay guy? How do you?
0: She's not a gay person. I'm I'm putting the emphasis on and the accountability on our on the people that are our mentors and our the the forefathers of the gay community, honey. Okay, Ricky
1: Martin, performer of Savage Fenty,
0: and has a white man and really built his a, a persona after whiteness and he looked like a white man. He was a white man. Ricky Martin's a white man. <laughs> does not forget he is a white Latino. He's classified as a white Latino. If you if you met in the book classified, if he didn't speak, what what race would you think
1: he was? I think he is <laughs> something. <laughs> I'm like Italian. Something. Oh, that's so problematic. European. <laughs> you see how they do? You, you don't care about us. <laughs> so,
0: um, so like I said, I think that that's the issue is that we've had a lot of push for whiteness in the gay community. And so, back to the topic of the of, of gender in the community. I really want Latinos to really when we talk about gender and queerness, are we coming from a place? And this is, and I, I, if you disagree with this, please let us know. I would love to have a conversation about this. But is that coming? Like, do we hold the gay people in charge as accountable as we do Latinos for the word Latine, Latinx, or Latino? Of course not. And so that's what I have to say. And that's what I'm going to have to say. And that's where I'm ending the subject. I I do. Because we're not Hispanic and you need to start correcting the white people when they call us Hispanic on applications. You need to, we're not Mexicans. So you need to correct uh, white people when they have like actual things in the South where it's like, no, say habla Mexican on on signs, y'all. And so like you, we need to start really thinking a broader scope here. Okay. Let's just really let go of the nitpicking because I know gender is so important I know it is, and I know that if you don't feel like
1: this or that, it's annoying. But we really have to focus on representation immersion, and <coughs> true, you know, true appreciation of the culture, which is you know how I'm going to wrap it up. I want to ask you mm-hmm. and then me um, <laughs> when you think about. We uh, still call it spending heritage one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest. Uh, what is your favorite aspect? One of your favorite aspects of your culture.
0: Uh, My favorite aspect of my culture is I feel so secure that my parents did everything they did for, like, to give me a better, me and my family a better life. I don't doubt that whatsoever. I don't doubt my parents' love. I don't doubt my parents' strength. And I never doubted my parents, like, as an adult especially, like, I don't doubt my parents' like, super powerness. And I think that I have just such a a strong pride when I watch Latino people dancing. I have a strong pride when I see people like Latino people, like just being so proud of where we're from. It just chokes me up sometimes because I think that we are so great. We we, we're so lucky because after the colonization that happened in South America, we could have and we did lose a lot of our originality. We lost a lot of our queerness. We lost a lot of our, our culture there. But at least we know where we're from, and that is something that can't be said. All, for all, every group, and that is something that we can't take we can't
1: take for granted. That's exactly what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> I was definitely going to talk about you know the love and the sacrifice that is just so apparent, mm. um, but more so the the ability, and the desire to want to smile through things, to mm. want to continue to celebrate and still have uh, vibrancy in life, and and like you said, continue that pride. What would you tell a young queer, 19 person, listening to this? Um, I would
0: definitely say, because it, hmm, it's so hard to talk to a young young Because Lord knows be like, this old person. I'll, I'll I'll get to where I get there. That's what I would say, as a young kid. Like I'll get to that when I get to that. But I think what I, the first thing I would say is like, just be like so proud of your parents. Literally, like. Be grateful that they're no matter. I know you want them to be out of the house more, or I know you want them to be either like more like John's parents, or I know you want them to be more like this parent, or you want them to be like like more like Lizzie McGuire's parents, uh, whatever the kids are watching these days, not Lizzie McGuire, <laughs> but you know that kind of dynamic, but it's not. And you don't, and be grateful that you have, like I said, parents that you don't have to doubt that at the end of the day, you know that they're your 100 and they'll do whatever it takes for you. And, I, and like I said, I know that because I know that my parents are so much different than me
1: because I don't have what my parents have. Right. I definitely don't. I mean, each generation has its own strength and its own uh, goals. It's just different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But thank you all for joining us. And if he's tuning in, now we're going to have the same conversation in Spanish.
0: Buenos dias. I'm on new Paris. <laughs> I'm
1: all the parts. Share. <laughs> I'll be doing all the Spanish parts today. Uh, I just want to leave everyone with a message. Um, si se puede. <laughs> First of all, that's not how it goes. Yeah, si se puede. Si se puede. Yeah, si se puede.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs>
0: Period. Again, prove that. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you that. Fucking show. That movie gave it. It, it, re- it resonates. It resonates. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Well, it's the Dame of DC. Make sure you check out the girl on Instagram, TikTok, all the stuff. at new new pairs, y'all. And my name is Rafi Manzor, and you can follow us and me at
0: Rafi Gonika or us at Wait Don't Do It Podcast on ING and WDDI Podcast on TikTok. We are now 16,000 followers strong, y'all.
1: Amazing. Love you guys. Adios. Love- <laughs>